Hey, what's happening, everybody? This is Dennis Terrell of Terrell Knifeworks, and you and I are listening to the Work For It podcast, where the emphasis is on business in the workshop. You can support these guys for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year, and show your support by going to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That won't even buy two gallons of gasoline here in California. You might as well support these guys like I do so they can help us all work for it. Okay, sorry Brian, but on the ride home from work today after two weeks of vacation and my brain was racing, I was listening to the after show for work for it and suddenly this popped into my head. I just started going... If you like my grinder and you think it's sexy, all you have to do is click. If you like my grinder and you want to buy one, all you have to do is click. <laughs> to my 72, what can I do? Do it for you. To my 72, what's it gonna do? It gonna grind for you. <laughs> anyway, just thought I'd share. <laughs> Hit it, Brian, let's go! <laughs> you listen to work for it, that's what we're doing here. What in the hell was that? If you want to join the crazy club of the after show Patreon on Work For It, you can hang out with Luke Johnson. That was Luke Johnson. <laughs> and there's more. I mean, this is just, this gets. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. Um, and so I've often been thinking, like, Housemaid should sponsor Work For It, and we should do more, like, ads or whatever i don't know like more whatever for housemaid but i just don't do it because it's it it's like sort of integrated into what we talk about anyway usually right, right. so it doesn't really matter but um luke we okay so if you're a patron you get the after show and we had a question about um like what's the most important strategy for an e-com store and you know like certain specific secrets and one of those secrets was making sure your customer it's easy for your customer to buy from you like pay you um and that was where luke's mind went so he's like kind of like a like a songwriter spoof writer whatever it's good Uh, i just have to tell you it's good it's funny and the amount of energy you have luke uh, and the way your mind works, and then you also ha- have the ability to remove your filter to share this with me publicly is fantastic. So we appreciate you, Luke. He's a patron. He's been a supporter of the show for a long time, and you can too if you go to work for it on Patreon. You go patreon.com forward slash work for it. Uh, now, that's it that's Luke Johnson from Crafty Man Forage. I just did an interview with him. It's up live, and that interview was yes. a lot of fun. Yes. But holy cow. How funny was that? And he's also a postal worker. Yeah. So just put put all those things into a uh, into a basket and then uh you'll you'll get a picture of what Luke's the interior of Luke's skull looks like. <laughs> it's filled with fun jingles. And I've got more by the way. So we'll be adding those to the show as we go. Brian <laughs> <laughs> 
How you doing, buddy? You doing okay? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing great. Um, you know, it's been a good week in the shop. Got a couple knives done. Got more knives started, and it's it's been pretty pretty awesome in the shop. But I mean, there's one story that I really want to talk about, and I'm sure you know what it is. Yes, yes, we had. So you, well, you tell the story from your perspective because you brought it up to me initially, and then I kind of ran with it a little bit. So a couple weeks ago, I did um, this Arlen. Basically, I, I had Arlen Prozeller order a pound of black pearl and a hot stamp jig, the Max Grip for Maximus Knives, which I sell. And um, you know, basically, I saw it. I saw that order come through, and I was like, "Holy shit, Arlen Prozeller! That that name is just it's. I know that name. Where where do I know this kid? Or where do I know this person? So I went on Instagram real quick and looked up Arlen Prozeller. And we had had a couple conversations where he's asking me questions and such. So I thought, well, shoot, let me go really check out, you know, what this guy's into. And I look and he's the 14 year old knife maker. And I've talked about it on the show a couple of times, but, you know, holy cow, this guy's doing great for 14. How fun would it be to do pull a Brian House move and like completely shout this kid out and maybe we can jumpstart his career? And uh, so I made a quick little little reel, put it together, had fun with it, shouted him out a bunch. And yeah, I just love the the fact that so many people have started following him because when I first when I first saw it, when I first posted, he was at 314 followers. And I know it's well past that now. But, you know, things switched over this week where Brian House took the reins on it. Well, I, I have to um, give some credit to VSM. So we became a VSM distributor. They make, uh, in my opinion, for the money, they make the best abrasives. It, hands down, I've tried everything. I've bought from all different companies, and VSM has always been the best as far as customer service, how long the abrasives last uh, by the dollar, meaning like if I spend $10 on a belt, I feel like I get way more than $10 of value on it. So yeah. anyway, we... Um, through Nick Tobin, Pickle Cutters, he had a connection with the Canadian back end of VSM. And I asked him, hey, can you plug me into the American side um, because we want to become a distributor? That all happened. It took months. Like, it took a long time to kind of mm -hmm. get all that figured out. And then VSM came and visited my shop, like, right before Blade Show. They came down and hung out and saw the prototypes we were working on for the foundry project and all of that. And they were like, we want in, we are, we want to support you. We want to make sure that you are successful. And they invested in our success and we became a distributor. They gave us, you know, obviously just a massive amount of support. Anyway, long story short is Adam, who is our, I guess, re relationship manager heard the show where you mentioned Arlen. Yeah. He immediately calls me, says, hey, I want to send Arlen some belts. Let's get him set up. Um, you don't even have to say anything. Just send him a bunch of belts, and it's on us. And so I contacted Arlen, and I said, hey, man, what kind of grinder do you have? Just want to make sure we're getting you the right size abrasives. And he says, I do all of this work on a 1x30. Which is wild. Which is crazy, because if you look at his feed, the work he's doing and pumping out on a 1x30 is amazing. And he's also 14 years old. We recognize your hustle, Arlen. So yeah. Brent and I were sitting down. We're like, okay, how can we help this kid? I've got, we just yanked a bunch of old revolutions 
off of our old grinding table. When Matt Berger came down from Burger's Blades, um, we you know we built all new Gen Five revolutions and put them on the table, so it's all the latest shit. And I've got these prototypes sitting under my desk. I'm like, you know what? Let's rebuild one of these and send it to them. But I don't have motors. I don't have VFDs. I need parts. I need you know, and obviously it's expensive to ship it. Right. And we're like, I think the community would rally behind this. Oh yeah. If we decided to ask for some money to get him some gear. And, and if I can worked. interrupt for a second, sure. I mean, what the hell guys, this is, this is the pr- proof positive that we have the best damn community in the world. Like yes. the fact that Brian house can put up these sticker packs for $20 and they sell out in what an hour, one hour, <laughs> the first 50 went in an hour. And most of the people who purchased them said, don't send me anything. Yeah. I just want to support, you know, and I'm like, ah, oh, man, you know, it puts us in a, like a position where we, you know, those stickers and the shipping and everything that, you know, and the rulers and the time and all the energy and stuff, you know, that's our donation. And then right. the other half of it is the community's donation. So like if you bought a set of stickers from us for 20 bucks, you probably made like an $8 donation. Right. And, and I'm like, okay, that's, that's great. You know, um, and we just went with it because we're like, normally we would just foot the bill. We're coming out of the hammock, you know, the summer, you know, to do promotional stuff like this, it's tough for us, like right sure. around this time of year. And so um, we said, you know, the first 50 sold out in one less than one hour, really. And I, I just noticed like the names coming through. And it was all the names of all the people who support us on Patreon and, you know, it's the regulars, you know, yeah. all the regular folks that, that we see at all that, you know, commenting and everything, the supporters. And it was just like, holy cow, this is amazing. So that sells out 50 are gone. And then I, the DMs start coming in. I would support this, but this is sold out. What's right. going on? I need, you know, Hey, can you add more? Can I just send you PayPal? My, uh, Nick Welsh from Forge side chat just sent me like 50 bucks PayPal. Nice. Like, Hey, I can't buy it. So here's 50 bucks. Uh, I mean the, the, the pouring out of community love for this, for this project is just enormous. And I'm like, okay, put another 50 in the barrel. And I think that took a little longer. That one, that one was done in like three or four hours. It sold out last night. Um, and I'm like, geez, this is just a, a true testament. I mean, I've got a couple of trolls. I have people telling me like, oh, you should just be doing this for free. And, you know, um, instead of doing this, you should feed the homeless. And I'm going to give my take on that. And I can see where people can go. Yeah, this is just an advertising campaign for you and all this stuff. And, <laughs> and, and, and I can see where people could think that. But like I, you know, the argument I have for this is um, definitely it helps business. No doubt sure. about it. I would never deny that. The thing about it is, though, is that you can't deny that it feels good to give to someone. And it feels even better to give to someone when you know they're going to do something with it. So you get this young man, he's 14, he's working really hard, and he's doing good things at 14. You want to highlight that, and you want to do it all in a way where you can now include all of your friends in that same transaction, right? Of course, I could have probably foot the bill and paid it all and just quietly donated this stuff and whatever else and all of that. 
but I got to bring everybody else along for the ride. And the you could just feel the energy in those donations, people messaging us, this is an amazing thing that you're doing for this young maker. I wish I could give more money. It's a feel-good process to enable a community to give to someone who deserves it, okay? And I'm not saying homeless people don't deserve it. I'm not saying animal shelters don't deserve it. Here's what I'm saying. You get to pick what you support and the things that you think are important. You get to choose that. I get to choose the same thing. I have the exact same right. Because I think, in my opinion, if I put money into Arlen and he's making knives today, I I get a chance to see over time what that person's how that person's life was affected for the positive. Because right. you know what? Honestly, I don't know Arlen at all. I don't know. He could be a 40-year-old man sitting in a recliner somewhere, which I doubt. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? This is the we biggest don't... scam of all. <laughs> Later we find out it's like, you know, it's, it's some old guy. But I, I don't think that. Uh, but what I do think is, is that he's got the hustle. He's doing it right. He's taking steps to do a side hustle at 14. He's making amazing, cra- he's doing amazing craft work. Um, pe- of people like that are twice his age, I haven't seen as good of uh, work come out of their studio. So I feel like if you want to donate to whatever, go for it, do it. I'm not going to criticize you publicly. And I got criticized publicly for this, which I kind of knew was going to happen. But at the same time, I don't give a shit. I love this idea. I think it's fantastic. It's the same thing as like uh, extreme home makeover. Ty Pennington, he would gather all these contractors up and go remodel a house. You have to forget about all the money that was exchanged between the people that were doing the work and remember that they impacted so many lives. The parents, the children, they got better houses and all of that. Yep, commerce was a part of it. Guess what? That's the world you live in. You live in a capitalist society. If you want, you could go to Russia or China or say North Korea and enjoy communism if you'd like because Everyone there is treated the same, and and capitalism isn't a thing, and you can't rise up if you want to. But that's good for you, apparently, because you want to, uh, you know, make sure everybody has equal things. I don't believe that. I'm not that way. That's not who I am. I live in America. I was born here. I love the idea that we can rally a whole bunch of people together and get something like this going. And uh, I think what we're going to do with this now. Get this. Okay, so Arlen. We raised. We were going to raise a thousand dollars. We raised two thousand dollars. So now we're going to build them, rebuild this grinder, get it all, you know, dolled up for them, and then we're going to add all the attachments and everything to it. And I think what this is going to do is change the trajectory of this young man, young man's life. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. And he was the one that actually changed the trajectory. It was through hard work and good luck that he came upon us. Right. So he put in the hard work. He got lucky. He bought from you. You know, I don't think he really even knew that you were connected to me or if he even knew who I was at all. I don't think he had any inkling of this. No, absolutely. So then bang, all of a sudden he has me messaging him and he's like, holy shit. And I'm talking to him and we're going, hey, how can we help? And then VSM's involved. And we all want to help this guy. By the way, I'm not the only corp doing this. It's even heat. Yeah, even uh, heat is sending him a kiln. Like, what the hell, man? Right, because they see the hustle. They get it. They freaking get it. And I get it, too. So, Ireland, we appreciate you, brother. 
And uh, I can't wait to see what you do with all this tooling. I now, just can't wait. If I remember correctly, like Alex Steele started when he was right around this age. Mm. So imagine where Arlen's going to be if he sticks with it and he still has the fire at, you know, 30. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's he's he is at the beginning of the trajectory that could very much take him to really high places. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be like a little part of it. It's me too. Me too. Because I, I would like to think that this young man has a really bright future ahead of him and that we had a small role, a very small role in that, in that success. But think about how many lives it impacted around him too. And so you, you just never know. You invest in people when they're young because you see promise. You see good things. Yeah. Um, and that's what we saw in Ireland. And it was like, okay, let's, let's freaking do it. So, Brian, I appreciate you um, bringing that up and bring it, bringing that kind of thing to light because I'm not good at seeing it initially. You know what I mean? I, I'm a little too disconnected, I think, from it. So it's cool that you were able to, to like hone in on it, you know, and make yeah. something of it. It's just, it's bizarre that it was just like, I saw the thing come through and the, the name just kind of tickled a memory of, Oh, I feel like I've, I must know who this is. Let me look up. Let me refresh myself. Who is this person again? And you know, it just, that was the connection of all things, you know? <laughs> and he was doing business with you. You know, that's kind of cool too. You know, that he bought something from, you know, it's just, is he going to be doing some forging? I mean, I guess he does because he bought the Mac script, right? I He must be getting into it because I don't think I've seen much from him forging. It's all been stock removal. But honestly, I mean, at the beginning of your knife-making career, you should be starting at stock removal just to get the basics down. So, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. So Me other too. than pimping out Arlen, and oh, we totally forgot. So... This all came together yesterday where you're making these posts and you're doing these you're doing these sticker packs and people are donating, getting super fired up and following them and really getting invested in Arlen. And then later on in the day, we have a we have a surprise because I messaged Arlen like, hey, I'd love to sit down for an interview. Let's talk about this. And he says, oh, well, I can't today because it's my birthday. <laughs> I know. What? I know. He messaged me and said the same thing. I was like. Hold on a minute. Today is your birthday? He goes, yeah, man, this is the best gift ever. Thank you so much. I'm and, like, uh, you had no wow. idea. <laughs> I had no idea. And, it, and it, it was funny because how you know how my brain works. I'm all over the place. And then I was talking with Brent about something. And then I said, oh, wait, yeah, we have because I had already it was like maybe three weeks ago. I talked with Arlen about getting him a refurbished uh, revolution and and I hadn't done anything with it yet. Like I was just working with, um, just figuring out like, okay, how do we get this to happen? Yeah. And Brent said something that triggered my brain and I went, oh shit. Okay. And then I hit record on my phone and pointed it at Brent and said, I need a thousand dollars. And that video went crazy. People were like, you know, of course I'm bugging everyone and I'm sticking cameras in their faces and they dislike that when I do that. And I apologize. It's just that I wanted their genuine reaction. I didn't yeah. want like, you know, the fake like, oh, what do you need a thousand dollars for? You know, <laughs> kind of thing. Like, okay, everybody, I'm gonna pretend that we're saying that. You know, I love right. the reality of it. 
and Brent is looking at me like I'm a crazy person. <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh yeah, you need a thousand dollars. What do you need that for? You know, like I'm just like, okay, we need it. and it, and I guess it triggered the algorithm. People watched it, and it was yeah, it was game over. And so, we love you guys. I love you guys. Thank you yeah. so much for doing this. It's for sure. awesome. So, so what else is going on at Housemate other than uh, getting this all set up? Uh, today we are, um, you know, getting ready. So I'll just talk about it on the podcast cause we're going to start releasing content about it really soon is that, you know, my favorite holiday is Labor Day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, um, I, and it celebrates the people who really built this country, you know? Yeah. And that's why we don't do 4th of July sales. We don't do these Memorial Day sales, which I think are gross, yeah. and all of that. We do Labor Day sales. We do two sales a year, Labor Day and uh, Black Friday. We participate in those. And um, Labor Day is my favorite one. So we, we are compiling what we're going to do for that sale. It's going to be pretty big. And we're preparing for what that looks like because mm. we're usually Labor Day triggers the next six months of what we how we ship logistics all the parts everything so we're just stockpiling fabricating building uh packing we you know all the revolution kits get uh packed and ready to go before they're sold so right. if you buy one you know like luke, luke was saying in the video all you got to do is click um and you and the whole point of that is is that it ships either the same day or the next business day. So we nice. really strive for that and the Apollo Forges. So we restocked on all of that. And on top of that, Maker Camp is coming up and I am going to Maker Camp. We are an official sponsor of Maker Camp and we're bringing four Apollo uh, Maker Camp branded forges to set up at Maker Camp. So if you're going, it's the first week of October. Like uh, I think it starts on the sixth, and uh, if you're in the involved in any of the blacksmithing stuff, you'll get a chance to use an Apollo Forge and hang out, and let's make something together. So we're making those four forges and then getting them crated up and sent to East Durham, New York. Nice. Speaking of the Apollo Forge, you made a really touching piece of content of you spray painting an Apollo Forge, hmm. and I really like the uh, the message behind it, where you know. I mean, go ahead, go ahead and talk about it. What maybe, I mean, you don't necessarily have to talk about what, what triggered it, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I've got, the, you know, just like anybody, I have my ups and downs, but like yeah. I was, yeah, I've had some personal stuff going on. Yeah. That's just like tough. And like, you know what I've discovered and I've, if you've listened to this podcast <clears throat> before, you know that I am a big advocate for action. Yeah. You know, there's a whole lot of people out there that are suffering from mental health disorders and I am one of them. I have issues with depression, dark thoughts, anxiety. I have all those things. That is a human condition, by the way. It's totally normal. And um, I get, uh, sometimes I get depressed or anxious and then I get angry because mm -hmm. of it. Now, here's what I've discovered. Hands down, the best medicine for all of that is is taking action, you know, not sitting around and dwelling on that 
but picking yourself up, going off and doing something. And it's usually creative. This is why I'm a big proponent of the maker economy because I feel like it's multifaceted, like it does a lot of things for people. It keeps them busy, which keeps their mind clear, makes them feel productive, which gives them purpose. And it can also turn into commerce, which then equates into money, which can support somebody's family. Right. Um, You know, so a big fuck you to all the trolls who think we're doing this just for the money. It's not because of that. Um, I love money. I fucking love it. Of course, everyone does. It's that I believe in this as a as a lifestyle, right? And so when I get in a position where I'm in my head, I create, I go and do things. And some, and a lot of times I go and do something and I take an enormous artistic risk, right? And it's because I want to feel what it feels like to either destroy something or get close to destroying something and bringing it back. And it's mm-hmm. usually one of my pieces of metal that I'm working on, whatever, whatever it might be. It could be a a stand for an Apollo, whatever it might be, or a knife. And that somehow makes me feel better about my position, Mm. about where I am. And last week, just some personal problems, news, uh, health issues with my parents and stuff, just things that were just digging into me. And then the whole other part of this came this week when we started working on the Arlen Project. It made me feel good to do these things because I felt like we were making a difference and making others feel good in the process. So, you know, you've got like, you know, it essentially you see Housemade as a corporation, you see Brian House as a brand, whatever you want to call it. This is my lifestyle interpretation of survival. That's mm-hmm. it. You're witnessing it. You're seeing how, you know, in my mind, how I will take uh, a situation and work through it and I'll do it publicly because I feel like there's value in it. Cause who the fuck am I really? If you, if I'm feeling down and I'm, I'm in a dark place and I share something about that, there is value to those who see that because you know, there's a lot of people out there that just show the good shit. And I get that. I understand that part of it. I'm a real human being and I, I'm not some face. It's not like that. I just really feel things a lot at times. So creating things, working through things. And that that audio that I used, it was from a comedian who uh, you may have seen him on TikTok. That's actually how I found him. His name is like Kevin James something. I can't think of it. But his shtick is that he uses auto-tune and he talks about his life experiences and Mm -hmm. he sings these little songs, right? And He's really funny, and I that one just struck me. I was like, oh, man, he's talking about, you know, the last couple of years being difficult, but it's okay to love yourself as you are, right. like who you are. It's important. That's like step one, you know, love yourself, because if you don't, how can you ask others to do the same, you know? Right. So um, I love that, uh, that message. So I shared that, and, you know, of course, we we're working on, I had not built an actual, and I don't, I don't have an actual Apollo in my workshop anymore. Um, because we gave them all away. So <laughs> damn your generosity. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, I got to build myself a cool stand. And we did the hard work and good luck message on the bottom. And, and, uh, I did that faux painting thing, which is really fun. Yeah, and it was it, really fun, man. 
it turned into like a tie dye looking thing. It, it was right? really cool looking. I'm not really into the tie dye look, but it kind of looks cool. Like I, yeah. I wanted it to be more like steampunk, but it came out sure. tie dye. So whatever, I, it doesn't matter. I think it looks cool, and so yeah. So that's what we were doing with that project. And then, of course, now we need to make Apollo content, right? We need to start forging again as it gets cooler, which it hasn't yet. But um, as it gets cooler, we'll be doing that. And yeah, so. Now, you painted all the way up onto the body. It wasn't just the stand. It was also up onto the body, correct? I painted up to the base plate. Oh, because the body. Yeah, yeah. the body won't. It'll burn off unless you use high temp paint. That's what I I was going to say is. You know, maybe maybe it'll be cool to see how those colors discolor over the years of you using it. But the the base plate gets the brunt of it. I you know because it's interesting because you know how steel changes color with temperature. Oh yeah, right. So like four hundred degrees is kind of like a amber color, like a brass or hay color. Straw, straw, and. The base plate really seems to be the only thing that gets really hot because it's like it'll blue itself. It'll turn into so it's like 600 degrees, mm-hmm. right? Everything else, all the other steel, which you would think would discolor, does not. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's because it just doesn't get hot enough. It stays like sub 400 degrees. I mean, when we're there for, you know, when we're there after Blade Show, that thing that that um it wasn't an Apollo, but the we Helios. Had, the Helios we we had cranking for so long, and you could still put your hand on top of it oh, reasonably. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. amazing how cool it stays or how hot it gets. That's the beauty of this system. Like the when you look, and I've owned like Devil's Forges and things that are like more thin, and just use kaol. There's a lot more radiant heat off yeah. of those forges. And the goal with the Apollo, I'm in South Florida, is I didn't want all that radiant heat coming off of the machine for numerous reasons. Uh, you know, one being efficiency. You want the box to stay hot. You want right. everything inside to stay hot. Right? Wait, hold on. If you want your radiating. You want your forge to stay hot on the inside? Well, this no. is why the concept of putting a side-mounted burner was so foreign to people. And it's because they're not used to having a box that contains the heat so well. They think that you have to have your work sitting in the actual flame in order for the work piece to get hot enough to do forge welding. If you build it right, like we did, you don't need that. You just need the box to warm up, and then everything inside is radiant heat. You don't leach carbon. Dennis talks about that in his videos a lot, where you know these guys that are forging or forge welding with direct, you know, propane venturi burners right on their steel you know his theory is is that those pieces of steel have lost carbon content during that that process and i think he's right so the idea is is like koi and uh koi over baker forge what they did is they bought a big furnace and now they have the helios so they're gonna start working with that um, once they get that set up Uh, but they bought a furnace and if you look at how that furnace is built uh koi did a um a great uh, YouTube video on this where he kind of gave a tour of this um, big oven furnace thing that they bought. And the, the burners are actually in on the right and left side on the bottom and they're pointed up. So what those burners are doing are they're heating the interior of that furnace evenly. So everything they set inside of there is, you know, gaining access to that heat. Nothing is in the direct flame. There's no direct flame touching the metal. 
And that's because they don't want to leach the carbon out of the steel. It's important to them. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what we do. And yeah, the steel does not get hot enough to change color. So, um, it's possible that spray paint might last on the outside. We've had customers paint them, so we'll see. I know Tortuga Blade Works has done a really cool paint job on it. I'd love oh, to see. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I'd Brian. love to see how that's turning out. How Brian it's holding Hennenkamp. up. Yeah, I, uh, Brian, if you're listening, which I think you do, um, you know, give us an update, make a reel or something on how that finish is uh, staying on. I'm interested. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. So I I've did over the last, literally over the last 48 hours, I made a little side project. I had a little scrap piece of Damascus. And you know how it is where sometimes you... My, my process with um, doing larger batches is, you know, forging's fun, the everything's, everything is fun. I normally get to handle shaping, and for whatever reason, I get a mental block. Mm, I'm with you. I, I think that's my least favorite part of the process. Yeah. Yeah. And especially if you're going in like, oh, shit, the next couple of days are going to be all handle shaping and sanding and, you know, hand sanding and that that little bit. So, you know, basically what I did is I got about halfway through and I just had a day where I was just like, okay, I I need to step away from this. I need to do something else. So I went to the little, you know, scrap box of, you know, steel and I picked out the smallest little piece that I had. I was like, I'm going to challenge, I'm going to make this the challenge of, can I make this little itty bitty piece of scrap into a little knife? And basically I literally, it was... I mean, the knife that I've made out of this thing, I am, I have it currently sitting on my pinky, and it's smaller than my pinky. <laughs> when I saw that reel you made about this, you're talking yeah. about the little cleaver, right? With yeah, the little baby blacksmith cleaver. style handle, right? Yeah, that you yeah. forged out. I'm watching this, and I'm like, man, that that's really cool how you did that. You know, <laughs> I've seen other people do it, um, Lynn Ray, you know, and all you know, these guys forge out their. Tangs now, and fold them around. I have to say, you can't say Lynn Ray and this in the same sentence. There's not I, even I, close. I'm just saying, it's a similar <laughs> style, but it's really good. It looks yeah. amazing, Brian. You did a great job. But I guess with it, I just decided, well, I'm just going to film little, the kind of the highlight bits. I'm just going to put down the camera. I'm going to film, and I'm going to put it together, basically chunk it up into two-second bits. And all the way throughout, it's just two seconds of forging, two seconds of shaping, two seconds of stamp the the loco, two seconds of, you know, quenching. And it was it really made a really fast paced, but still enough where you can really see the process all the way through. Now, the first day I got it up through heat treat and I made a reel and I put it and it did fairly well for my page. Like I was I was really happy and, you know, I got a lot of views. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, three thousand views as of now. The 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 first one, right? Which sadly is pretty well for my page. No, it's good. Yeah, it's excellent. <laughs> but you know, it's it's forty three kind of, comments. I mean, yeah. that's a lot of engagement. Yeah, and it, I was really happy with the engagement. And I was we we're having fun with it. And then yesterday, I finished it and continued with the two second clips all the way through. And what's funny is I posted that, and it absolutely flopped. It's like, how, why is it that the first half did so well, but you see the whole project and all of a sudden that's that's no it's possible longer. that maybe people saw some of the footage before. I've I've had some oh. of this same thing happen where if I lead with the same piece of video, people think it's being refed to them so they don't watch it. Oh. So what I do is 
if I'm going to make content about the same thing, I'll switch up that first five seconds of video to something else. Mm. That way people don't think it's the same content. Because I, I also saw that video first, and then it was refed to me, or what I thought was refed to me, but it was actually the other video. Oh. So I scrolled past it because I'm like, I've seen that already. What the fuck is up with the, you know, Instagram or whatever? <laughs> I, I'm well, not kidding. <laughs> you know, there are sometimes when you do something and you think, holy shit, why? There's such a mystery. Why is this not working? And then you can just hear one sentence. It's like, oh, of course, duh. Of course. Yeah, because <laughs> it's the same piece of footage in the first part of the video. Yeah. Yep, that's it. And you may want to just try. You should do an experiment. Yeah. Take that same edit, the one that flopped, but do the do the reveal first. Okay. Uh, like or or at least a close part of the reveal first or pick maybe a piece of the video that you think is interesting and then use the rest of the edit and see how that does. Just to, as an experiment cuz really who gives a shit if you look at your Instagram analytics it's not being fed to your entire audience anyway, so chances are you know, it'll it might get refed out to a whole bunch of new people. By the yeah. way, if you're not following Brian on Instagram, B dot cone knives, that's K O H N knives, all one word. He has thirty seven sixty five followers right now, and go out and give him a follow. Oh, thanks, man. Give him some love, man. Appreciate yeah. that. I really do. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I, I'm definitely going to make that piece of content later today, and I've noticed that maybe. The other couple things that I was thinking about it is with the first one I made, I put a little tagline on the top saying, what would you use this for? Wrong mm. answers only. And that's yeah. where all the engagement came from is people oh. saying goofy ass shit that they would use a little baby cleaver for. So I thought that could be part of it, too, then. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's the hook. It's the you know, it's the, you know, call for engagement that people are just it's. It's all of those things that we've been talking about for so long, and I've been trying to put it together, but I still, for some reason, can't do it. <laughs> I saw a piece of content with Mr. Beast, and it was saying something like, if I wanted to, I could create a YouTube channel and get like 10 million subscribers in like six months and not reveal that it's me. Like he would, he would create the channel, not reveal that it's him. And still be able to grow the channel because he has these like these secrets, right? He knows yeah. how it works. A part of me sort of believes that, yeah. right? Um, and and I think once you get into making content, you start to see that those these patterns of what people watch, you know. Um, but it becomes saturated. So like you know, eventually everybody learns these patterns, and then the it's the opposite effect where the audience is now being fed so much of the same style of content. Jimmy Duress is a classic example of this because I don't know if he was the one that started this because I don't really know who did it, but, you know, the sped up video. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, the time lapses, the time lapses, right? It's just easy to watch. It's satisfying. It's fucking everywhere now. Like everybody does it, including me. And so, I think the audiences are looking for, they're asking for more in their short form content. They want you to tell them a story or engage them in some way. Yeah. So <clears throat> whoever figures that part of it out will have the next 
layer. And there's a bunch of people that actually do have this figured out. I, I, I have watched some really great pieces of content recently that they, they engage me and I want to watch them. But then I, because of course I'm a content person, I start to you know, I want to know, like, why did it work? Why did this work? And why did this hold my attention for as long? And I'm doing it on TikTok too, by the way, because I got sucked into TikTok. Can I just bring this up real quick about TikTok? Of course, of course, go for it. <clears throat> so I'm seeing, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm seeing like an enormous amount of posts from, <clears throat> I don't know what's going on with me this morning, but enormous amount of posts of middle-aged women who are who are and 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 I'm wondering if this isn't specific to my demographic that are saying like things like um recently divorced and I was wondering if you know if anyone will ever date me again kind of thing right <laughs> I have no idea why I'm getting fed this data now, right because my on. all I, my followers are knife makers before you say something that might be a little little telling you know, TikTok only feeds you what I know. you watch. I understand. So if this. you're scrolling through and it's random shit, and all of a sudden you stop on that, that's well, what they're gonna feed you. This is what happened because I got fed a piece of content like that, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" So yeah. of course I click on the person doing this, going like, "What is this?" And then I'm looking through her feed, and of course she's got the low cut shirt and the whole thing, and oh, she's obviously trying yeah. to yeah, bring Brian, you. Yeah, Brian, you're she's just. You're just I, I hear curious. What you're, you're just Listen, curious. I'm huh? innocent okay. until proven guilty. <laughs> but here's here's what I don't understand. Like so, TikTok, of course, now is feeding me all this bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> I was genuinely curious. Like, why is this person asking TikTok for this? Well, as now because more of it's being fed to me, I'm I, I get I see that what's happening is that they're looking, they're basically fishing for you to go send them money or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I'm sure there's a financial. Uh, now, because it, it makes no sense otherwise. We accused Arlen of being a forty-year-old guy that's trolling us all. Those are actually the forty-year-old guys that are trolling <laughs> us all. This, this is all just random. You know, they they find that same piece of content and post it everywhere. And then, have you seen these people that do the comment reenaction shit, where they're like, uh, they're like they're a robot and they're standing in front of the camera, and then oh, the yeah, commenters are saying like, "Act like you're smelling a rose," and. Well, no, what that actually what is. What the fuck is, is this? Now, that is actually where you can send a gift, and the gift is a rose, and that's worth, like, 50 cents or something. And oh. then they, they have a automated their fake automated response. Yeah, that has been a craze for, like, a, a, the last couple months. It's so incredibly stupid. But, Let me tell you, the cringe factor oh, involved in that is it's so fucking cringy. terrifying. It is so bad. It's so bad. There are a couple knife makers who have taken it up, though, where they are sitting at a forge and they're all like their forge is normally, I'm sure, like a little bit more modern. But they made it look as if they're in like the Middle Ages and they're an NPC for like a middle age, you know, game. I I can't pull out one because I wasn't much of a gamer, but they're they're pretending as if they're, you know, you're playing a video game and you come across this poorly rendered NPC and he's just has five responses he can give. It's it's stupid. But they make a bunch of money. <sighs> okay, I'm, that's my other question is, is there is there a is there a living in this? And maybe they need to do it. And no judgment. All right. Look, I'm I'm just saying if I see you doing this, 
I can't watch it. It's hard. Yeah. I, I'm just, it's really tough to watch because it makes me think like your life led up to those moments where <laughs> you decided, <laughs> like, I'm wondering like what poor decisions did these people make that ended up them doing this in front of a camera, like now, with their face showing too. And you're like, Oh my God. The thing is, is this kind of ties in well with that talk about Mr. Beast where he knows where the algorithm is going and it's just he knows how to follow it. Well, that happens to be for a short period, the fad that, you know, every time they say, you know, thank you for the rose or thank you for the whatever, you know, that is actually every single time is it's somewhere between 50 cents and 50 bucks coming in. Every single time, every time well, somebody clicks that button to send you whatever, to make you say whatever, that's, that's, I, w- I would like all the trolls who have been trolling me about this Arlen, uh, fundraiser to just head over there and start trolling those people. It's much lower hanging fruit than what we're up to. <laughs> Oh, yes, man. That's yeah, pretty cringy for yeah, sure. It's cringy. Uh, a couple things I wanted to bring up and shout out. Um, Fifty Fifty Forge is donating some um, uh, Damascus to Arlen. Nice. Rock Solid Scales is donating, and um, Woods by Molar is donating handle material also. So these are nice. like donations that are coming through that will go directly to Ireland. They're not being fed through us. They just need the data like uh, to send. And I know a bunch of other people have messaged me privately about donating. Um, uh, and I can't think of everyone at this time cause we just started, but, um, I got a message from 5050 and, uh, yeah, Ryan Moeller, if you go follow Ryan, his, um, handle, on Instagram is I think Woods by Wood by Moeller. Um, and he does handle material scales like kind of like uh, Flying Shark uh, does, like the segmented scale scales. A lot of really talented, beautiful handle scales, like very, very, very cool stuff. And he's donating to Arlen's um, thing. And Brian, um, oh gosh, I can't think of his full name. I'm gonna have to like create a list. Uh, we had a bunch of people like offer to donate knives and things they've made so that we could sell them and donate the money, but we're mm. not doing that. It, it's, you know, you have to understand that the logistics involved in that Yeah. with all the shit going on with last blade standing, I don't want anything no. to do with that. I don't, I'm staying fucking way clear of that shit. Um, <laughs> And, um, yeah, so, and I'm sure you've seen all the drama that's flowing around that. Do we want to talk about it a little Shit bit show. or do we want to I'm not clear? educated enough on it. Like, I can't even believe this Martin person did it because I'm so far removed. Like, that's like full on thievery. And then he, if it is true what people are saying, it's like the lowest life form type behavior. Of well, if you anybody. want, let's just do a quick overview where basically it all came to light because the the person who won last year and the person who won two years ago never ended up getting all of the rewards that they were supposed to get, right? Right. So basically they made a post where it's like, hey, let's, I'm pulling out numbers. I This may, may not be correct, but let's say there were 10 prizes and I only got two of them. What the hell is going on here? 
And people started contacting me like, okay, well, those people who sent the prizes sent the prizes, but it never made it. It went to the person who put it on, but didn't, it never got redirected. Oh, I see. Okay. So, I mean, again, I, I could be wrong here, but this is, this is just what I, what I've heard. I and then, heard that the donations and never then made it to the Cancer Society. For that's children. the next thing is basically people are like, oh, well, what the hell is going on there? That's that's some bullshit. Let's go ahead and take the next step and see, OK, well, all, all of this money that has been you know, gathered for cancer, for children's cancer. Let's let's go ahead and contact this children cancer fund and see if the money actually made it. And it hadn't. And somebody actually called and logged the calls. Yeah. So there was a lot of, you know, due diligence. Yeah. Um, and it does not look good for them. And then the fact that this person rem- didn't, like, turn off any of their social media, the guy that ran the whole thing. Yeah. And people are saying, like, you know, I donated a sword and it was supposed to get auctioned off. And then I was told it was. And then it didn't. And then the sword disappeared. I mean, just poor management. It could be a it could be a whole bunch of things. Like maybe this person got sick. Maybe there's a family issue. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But you got to kind of come out and say, like, you know, hey, I, this is why this happened. But from what I understand, is Last Blade Standing has taken place for two or three years, and none of the donations made it from any of the years. Yeah. And it kind of lined up kind of funny because Jeremy Ballaball had just recently come up here to help me put in the 220 in my shop. And he was in talks with he had made it to be the on the fourth season. Like he was he was selected and he was like, holy cow, this is awesome. You know, me, this is going to be so good for my business. And then literally later on that day or something like that, where all of a sudden all of this has started coming out. And it was kind of it was real interesting to see how Jeremy is super excited for it. And then like, oh, shit, this is a scam. And it's it's the weirdest kind of scam because the guy yeah. was physically there. Like, it's involved. so public. How did he think he was going to get away with that? That is a great. Qu- well, he got away with it the first year and then he got away with it the second year. So it just <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like nobody was checking. You know, uh, and, and, you know, you got guys like Dave Baker involved in this from yeah. Forged and Fire. Like, he got big people involved. And I saw Dave Baker put wild. out a piece of content basically apologizing because he was he is friends with, or I guess we should say he was friends with the guy who puts this all on. And basically the person who first w- was the whistleblower put out a video saying, hey, this is, this is, there's something fishy. And Dave Baker, of course, being friends with the person, decided to call him up and defend his friends, not knowing, of course, that his friend is a scumbag. Oh. Because, you know, he he was always he didn't have any reason to think he would he would do something like that. I but, love to know. give the people I love to give people the benefit of the doubt, but it looks really bad. Yeah. It, you know, it looks really bad. I don't know. I it to me it seems like there's been enough research done to know that you know, of course, it could all be hearsay, and you know, we don't know the circumstance. I, I just feel like when you start taking things like donations from people to, yeah. to sell or whatever, that thing gets put in a drawer somewhere, and you forget about it, and then you know they're like, oh, Brian never sold this thing. I and I'm like, nope, I'm not taking anything. You no. want to send him something, you do it on your own. Message him privately. 
yeah. and support the kid how you want to do it. You know, we're doing it our way, which is how we did it with the with the sticker packs and rulers and that and the grinder and that will be how we do it because it's very visible it's very trackable i can i can pull up my system and say yep we sold a hundred of those and that's all this money by the way all the money goes not the proceeds this is not a proceed deal this is we raised two thousand dollars which cost me you know a lot of money to raise that money Right. But it doesn't matter. I'm not deducting the cost. I am taking all of that money and putting it towards the project. So, yeah, um, yeah it's it's a it's touchy, and I don't blame people for being suspicious of these types of things. But I am too forward facing and very much um, <laughs> I I uh, I value my reputation so much that I would never jeopardize it by yeah. even remotely getting into a situation that could through not any malicious intent, but just, you know, something that just didn't happen. And then like, go, okay, no, I, you know, I'm so sorry. This didn't happen. This was supposed to happen. Nope. This is an easy way to do it. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll we figured it out now. So, uh, by the way, that reel on Instagram um, that where I was asking Brent and Sarah, we need to raise ten or we need to raise a thousand dollars, has almost eleven thousand views on it on Instagram, nice. and sixty two comments and four hundred and eight uh, likes. And then as we went on with the day, you know those the numbers de- decreased, meaning the people had saw the initial reel got the gist of it, donated, did what they had to do, and then got out, and then I made a bunch of silly content supporting it afterwards, which got about a quarter of the views. Right, but, That you know. tells you that people are like, hey, I love what you're doing, but I'm not going to sit through your, you know, whatever. <laughs> and and I get it. I totally fucking get it. Like, I, But we did those supporting pieces of content, not only to keep promoting, to keep selling the tickets or the, uh, the sticker packs, but to also tell everybody who was involved that this is where we're at and also you know not only you you know of course there's going to be some overlap where people who saw the first are going to see the second the third the fourth whatever but there are a sizable amount of people who never saw the first one that will then be you know informed about it by the supplementary you know stuff that you made so it's it's not like it's it's not like it's worthless or anything but Hundred percent agree. I just keep making content. You know my my uh, take on it, the Gary V take, which is document, don't create. And I'm not concerned if you see duplicate content because I'm not pumping out the same stuff. But I do spread it over. Now I'm spreading it over for social media platforms to get the most coverage. You know, just yeah. to make sure that people see it and that you know our goals are reached. Speaking and, of things yeah. that people should see, we should shout out our sponsors, Maritime Knife Supply and Baker Forge and Tool. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> Baker Forge and Tool is, uh, if you don't know who they are, you're living under a rock, and they make the best uh, carbon Damascus Q-My fudge pie ripples, sparkles <laughs> with all kinds of amazing magic unicorn farts and rainbows. They dump into a bucket and then out comes these amazing pieces of steel. Um, <laughs> Coy and his team are make no joke. I know I'm joking, but th- like when you look at the work, like I think to myself, what kind of sorcery has gone on in that workshop to create these pieces of steel? 
the guys who buy these billets are creating knives that are going beyond what uh, your contemporaries are doing. You're you're buying into a piece of steel. You're creating something with it that's notor that has notability, right? It's notoriety. No, no, it's notable. That's it. It's notable. <laughs> we got there in the end, Brian. We got. We'll get there. <clears throat> and so, uh, if you want to be in the cool kids club and create a piece of art or functional art like a knife with an amazing piece of steel, but you don't have, say, $100,000 to invest in a power hammer and a press and a big furnace and all this stuff, and you don't have hours upon hours upon hours of time to do so, you can buy in for as little as $100. And if you use the code WFI10, you'll get 10% off your purchase. And some of those billets are are huge. I mean, like you can get a thousand dollar piece of steel from these guys and make multiple knives out of it. They'll even roll it out for you and make it thinner. So you can buy something that's a little thicker and they'll roll it out for you for a small fee and you can get even more value out of that steel. Now, speaking of Baker Forge and tool, before you move on, um, I just sat down with Jer or Jordan birth from JB blades. And at the end, for an interview so that will be coming out on tuesday and at the end of it he goes into detail with his process for etching baker forge holy cow <laughs> it i've is... read that process I've, yeah he, he typed it out one time yeah and um i had to screenshot it because it's so involved it's involved but he i mean just the results speak for itself it's totally worth it but yeah, and Jordan's definitely, a hell of a guy too. He's just a yeah. nice guy. It was like, a very fun interview. Definitely check it out on Tuesday. Yeah, the 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 relationship with Jordan and Baker is Baker supplies Jordan with the steel. Jordan creates these amazing knives out of it, and then um, sends it over to Baker to do the photos and the promotion. And then um, it's like a symbiosis, right? Because yeah. they're doing this together and it's a pretty amazing process. So yeah, I can't wait for that interview to come out. Um, when you're ready to put a handle on it, or if you need some abrasives, you need anything at all to finish this knife, you can go to maritimeknifesupply.com, talk to Lawrence, he'll help you out. Tooling, abrasives, steel, handle material, pins. I mean, you name it. This guy's got it, and you want to work with Lawrence because he's a fellow maker. He ships fast, and you can take advantage of the USD to Canadian exchange rate. Go to MaritimeKnifeSupply.com for all of that goodness. Now, before we go on and talk about our Patreon supporters, and then that can roll right into the after show, let's both pick out one from hashtag WFI projects. I don't think we've done it over. Have we done WFI projects in the last couple of shows? Yeah, no, we haven't. Um, maybe a brief, um, a brief, uh, discussion about it. Um, let's, let's, let's both do one. I've got one picked out. Yeah, go for it. Metal chef customs is going crazy with some sculptural, you know, he's forging this copper into a nose it's so like it's so out there. I've never really seen this, but what's cool is that, you know, his post it shows the final project or the final piece and he says that it's going to be a part of a mask. And for this initial picture, you have no idea what the sizing is on this. This could be, you know, as as large as your own nose or it could be a much larger sculpture. I personally had no idea until I started scrolling through. And you can see that it's like normal nose size. So not only is he forging this copper into this structural nose, which of course, think about all those different curves and bends and things you would have to do, but it's tiny. 
it's so precise and so interesting. It's it's a really cool project, and you can really see all the different steps through from you know a flat piece of steel or flat piece of copper all the way through. It looks like he had a failure where he poked through a hole on one of them. It's it's very cool to watch, and it's really cool to see Metal Chef Customs really do this crazy work and show it with with everybody so yeah go check him out metal chef customs you can find him and he has 778 followers so please go ahead and check him out that's jake and he'll be at maker camp this year and he also sent me a bag of copper cutoffs from all of that work he's been doing so um i have some fodder to melt in my induction uh (laughs) crucible i'm gonna shout out uh thanks jake i appreciate it buddy um, th- uh, Tortuga Blade Works. Our man Brian Hinnenkamp, Um, he's sharing a fo- uh, a photo of somebody took the Captain York took. Uh, it's a buccaneer that he made, and it's his. Um, uh, I'm gonna say this is a San Mai with a nickel shim, maybe. Um, but it's just a beautiful piece of work. And if you're not following Tortuga Blade Works, you really should. His work is creative and innovative, and I just love it. So. Uh, fantastic piece, Brian, and we appreciate your work, man. Very nice, very nice. Well, tell us all about the Patreon situation. Well, <clears throat> all right, so we have some new patrons. Uh, uh, da, 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 da. I always get confused because when I go to the patron back end, they keep changing. Like they call now, they now you're called an audience. Oh, okay. The audience over at Patreon. And then you have to select active and then um, you can see all of the folks who are uh, participating in patron for work for it. And it's $10 and 80 cents a year to do this. So like essentially buying a gallon of gasoline in California, like Dennis says, um, <laughs> Maybe even less than a gallon now. I don't know. Uh, but uh, uh, so we have some new patrons. Let me. <laughs> we have 143 people supporting our work. Nice. In patron. Let me just reorganize myself here. Okay. All right. Wow. We have a lot of new ones. Um. All right, I'm going to start with Jeff Carey from Armor Up Blades. Thank you so much for your patronage. Ed Soul has decided to join the Patreon. I love him. Uh, Driver Defense Knives, which is Dustin Driver. Thank you. Bull Mountain Custom Knives, Brian Heiber. Or Heber. Uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce your last name, Brian. Sorry about that. Um, Mark Coles. Jonathan Spencer. Reese McVicker. Brian Owens, overall Maker Works has uh, jumped back in or renewed. Thank you. Nice. Get this, Kim Mitchell from the Bladed Broad nice. is now one of our patrons. She has joined us. Um, Joey Atalano, appreciate you, Joey, and Micah Dunn from N- MD Edgeworks. Very nice. Appreciate you guys. So thank you so much. And as you know, if you're a member of Patreon, you get the after show where we answer one of your questions. And if you want to send us a question, you do that in the messages back end of Patreon. So just send us a message and we'll we'll read it. And I've got one here from Paul Baletta. What is that question? What do you think 
are the current trends in knife making regarding design. Harpoon clips were all the rage a few years back, and maybe they're coming back. And materials, what do you think? QMI, MagnaCut? Also, do you think it's a good thing to move from what you're currently offering and probably known for and try some of these trends? Mm. So that's a great question, Paul. We're going to answer that. That hits particularly home for me. (laughs) Yeah, it it does hit home for you, right in the nutsack. All right, so, Brian, I appreciate you. I know you're working for it all week long. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much for working for it with me on this podcast. And if you're listening to this, make sure you find your purpose today. Do one thing that moves you forward towards your side hustle or your primary hustle. And that is the best thing you could ever do for yourself and others. On to the after show. See you guys. 